0: The coronavirus outbreak has delayed and stopped a lot of productions. It's also closed theaters, pushing back releases and throwing the whole industry up in the air, really. Nobody knows what's going to happen, but Disney's recently announced that Mulan will be available on demand through Disney Plus. So, is all this temporary or will streaming and on demand last beyond the pandemic? That's what we'll be discussing on this week's episode of We Understood That Reference. I'm Clayburn and I'm Nikhil. So what's the latest? I mentioned Mulan. I think Tenet also has a few rough dates set focusing on an international release. Uh, And there's also Wonder Woman, right? Mm -hmm. So where do these release plans stand right now?
1: So Tenet's the first one up. It's gonna be releasing on uh, September 4th uh, and that's actually going to theaters. And it's gonna compete with Mulan which is also releasing on September 4th but that's going straight to digital. Mm
0: -hmm. And so is Tenet, they're going to theaters all around the world? In the theaters that are open or in the territories that are open. Which I guess, last I heard, America has about half of their theaters Mm -hmm. open. Yeah.
1: So where available, you'll be able to see (laughs) *Tenant*.
0: Okay. So it's a pretty big big caveat. Uh, Who knows if you'll uh, be able to to actually watch it or not. Yeah. But do you think people are even going to theaters yet? First of all, there's not really much to see. I I hear that Mm -hmm. some theaters are, are running some old showings of Things like right. uh, Star Wars and Jurassic Park and some, mm-hmm. some you know, classics. But um, is
1: there a turnout for this stuff? Not really, no. Uh, the box office has been very low, both here and overseas. The latest report from, from China, where uh, a lot of their movie theaters are, are open, um, the, the box office is like one-tenth of what it used to be.
0: Yeah, so even in some of the countries that are a bit over the hump of this already and have started to open up, uh, people still seem a bit reluctant to go to theaters Mm -hmm. yeah especially
1: um when there's not like a big release out you know Mm -hmm.
0: and so with Tenet though it'll of course be a big release that might draw people to the um theaters despite the uh potential dangers in that but do you think it's going to be uh like a profitable move for them
1: I don't know. That's a really great question. It's the first time that this thing is going to be uh, tested, so I think everyone's going to be watching to see what the yeah. results are for tenant.
0: as opposed to um, *Mulan*, which you know Disney mm-hmm. is going the on-demand route. Uh, and now, do you have to be a Disney Plus subscriber as well on top of
1: the thirty dollars right that you have to spend to actually watch *Mulan*? Exactly, so it's an add-on to Disney Plus. So you can't you can't download the movie unless you have a Disney Plus subscription. Mm-hmm. So you have to pay your six ninety nine a month, uh, and on top of that, you have to get twenty nine ninety nine just for Mulan. But yeah, you'll be able to watch it as many times as you want, as long as you have Disney Plus.
0: Yeah. So it basically it unlocks it for your account. Uh, exactly. Of course, at some point, Mulan is probably going to hit streaming on disney plus normally anyway right like if if you don't pay that 30 dollars in two three years however long they want to wait mulan will probably be added to that catalog anyway
1: yeah that's a good point because the other caveat is that if you cancel your subscription then then that's lost do you think then what, what, do, you, what do you think would be the most um uh kind of
0: business smart decision here do you think tenant is going to be able to draw a lot of people to the theater and uh, make some of their money from that or or is um you know, maybe the streaming idea a bit better. Of course, Disney has an advantage, I guess, having the, mm-hmm. the streaming service too, even though Mulan is an add-on, it's still perhaps a promotion for their streaming service. And like you said, people have to subscribe. So Mulan itself, even if um, the movie doesn't bring in a lot of, um, you know, $30 purchases, mm-hmm. uh, it will, those that it do does bring in might bring in additional uh, subscribers as well.
1: Yeah, that's that's true, I'm, and I'm sure they're going to be watching it very closely to see what the results are, and and it's really an experiment for for Disney too. Yeah. the the, the one thing is they get to keep all of the money. Like if they have it PVOD, like uh, premium video on demand, it, on like Apple or um, through another carrier, portion of that revenue goes to mm-hmm. the service provider. So in this case, Disney gets to keep all of that. Yeah. Twenty nine ninety nine.
0: Yeah, which is which is um, pretty scary ground here because obviously Disney uh-huh. um, has the streaming service and also has Hulu, and makes a lot of content. And most other um, content producers, um, you know, they don't have that. Some are getting in the game. HBO, um, I guess, <laughs> and Warner through HBO are doing that. Right. And um, uh, Comcast and uh, you know NBC Universal, all <laughs> of that is going through uh, Peacock. But you do have a ton of other studios um, that I guess don't really have access to their own streaming service so if they wanted to release uh, a movie this way they'd have to end up paying uh, you know either apple or um, amazon or somebody and netflix uh, Mm -hmm. a cut of um, whatever
1: they whatever deal they work out yeah that's right this is like hollywood changing right before our eyes like the the weekend of september 4th everyone's going to be every industry insider is going to be watching to see what the results are yeah which
0: i guess brings us to the important point here is is this temporary, or do you think um, you know the shift is going to have lasting consequences here? Obviously, there's a big financial incentive for for studios mm-hmm. like Disney and have, that have their own streaming services to bypass um, third-party partners or even theaters, who obviously take cuts of the box office. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, if they get a lot of direct money from Mulan, um, they might wonder why they
1: even need theaters in the first place right well i think you always need theaters and i think that the the current business model is kind of great because they get to sell you the same product like five different times like you, they'll sell it to you in the theaters and you go to see it in the theaters then you um you can't you know then you purchase it or or you get it on premium video on demand and then you see it you know on tv and get ad revenue or you get it on a, a streaming service and you get you know subscription money so they're selling you the same product like four times which is yeah. a great model <laughs> so yeah, not to mention all the merchandising and
0: video games
1: uh-huh. and i think that movies just feel bigger when they're on in in the movie theater versus being able to see them on um uh, at home it just feels more special it just feels like an experience
0: yeah it's, it's hard to tell for me because right now like with Mulan anyway um, mm-hmm. you know when this first started we had already bought tickets to watch Mulan so we were ready to oh, go wow. we were, had yeah. been looking forward to Mulan and then of course you know this hit in the mm-hmm. U.S. and everything closed down and so Mulan got delayed pushed back to I don't know like July or something yeah. and then of course at that point then it was seeming like well even that is not going to happen and mm-hmm. so all we wanted to do in you know, early March was, was watch Mulan. Mm-hmm. And then we had our tickets and we, we were ready. And uh, now we've just been waiting for Mulan to actually come out. Yeah. And initially, obviously, the, it was gonna be, you know, go to the theaters, uh, go to the theater and watch it. It's a, you know, a, a night out and it's an event. Mm-hmm. And now I can't tell if it's um, you know, just at this point, I'm just tired, I'm, I'm, I'm just ready to watch it. Like, like just give me Mulan already, that I yeah. don't care if it's on streaming. Or Uh if, um, you know, streaming is is actually just, you know, good enough.
1: Yeah, I I guess that's true. Like, I don't know. I'm a big fan of the movie theater. I love the experience. So for me, uh, like, that's definitely what I favor. Mm -hmm. I would rather see something on the big screen than, you know, at home. But uh, yeah. in a normal circumstance. I think that now that we're like barely leaving the house, um, you know, the calculation is a little different, mm-hmm. but I would be devastated if like movie theaters went away.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. I'll have to wait and see sort of how I feel um, once things kind of return to normal. Um, and it's hard to say, you know, when that, when that might be. Uh, mm-hmm. Even as theaters open up, I think a lot of people are still going to be avoiding uh, crowded areas and, and going out to, to places like theaters. Um, So I probably wouldn't for a while. Oh, yeah. Um, So then, you know, it's streaming, though. On the other hand, I I, I do like streaming. I watch a Mm -hmm. ton of, um, you know, TV shows and and even movies Mm -hmm. on um, Netflix and Amazon. Mm -hmm. So I've gotten pretty used to it. So I I guess it'll be interesting to see, you know, if I'm still drawn to the theater or not. But I I do, I I get what you're saying about that, you know, it it being an experience, especially like IMAX and these big... um, blockbusters um mm-hmm. you know like like we had gone and watched avengers and, and all of those and yeah. you know we're usually there opening opening day or opening weekend uh right. to watch those um it it is an event but one question is you know is is it an event that's um that's worthwhile kind of because like you know when we watched when i watched star wars um episode seven mm-hmm. um i think it was seven no okay. eight No, episode nine, actually. The newest one. I think so. Well, I don't exactly remember which one. You know, that's the thing is they they all weren't too memorable. But this is more about the (laughs) theater experience of it. And I just, I don't really remember Uh which one it had occurred in. But um, we went to the theater and it was crazy packed. It was an IMAX uh, showing, completely packed. And we sat by this woman who, um, she kept getting mad at Or right towards the end of the movie, she got mad at us. Uh, because my my wife was asking questions she would whisper in my ear every now and then and say like who's who's that because you know she doesn't know star wars so she'd ask occasionally (laughs) Uh and um and then like in the last like five minutes of the movie she like yelled at us and said something about how we had been talking through the whole movie which is Uh you know not the case like my wife was actually cupping my ear and whispering Uh and um it's just the fact that you know we're all sitting very close Uh and um you know it's it's crowded and I, i i feel like you know that's something you kind of have to forgive if you're going to go out to the theater there's going to be people there's going to be noise there's going to be distractions mm-hmm. um you can't avoid that and yeah and then you know sometimes there's going to be uh, annoying women next to you that that yell at you uh uh-huh. at the end of the movie and so you know like <laughs> in in reality like I don't want to watch these movies with those people generally like I think there is something mm-hmm. special sometimes about like going to Star Wars or or one of these big blockbusters and you're there with an audience and, Mm -hmm. you know, they're clapping whenever the LucasArts logo appears or, I mean, the (laughs) Lucasfilm uh, logo appears, um, you know, and and they they are laughing with you at the jokes uh, uh, and all of that. And so there is that nice kind of live aspect to it. But at the (laughs) same time, like, you know, I, I would be fine just sitting on my couch, you know, with my wife watching this as well. Yeah, she can ask all the questions she wants <laughs> yeah and then i can pause it and explain you can pause it explain <laughs> things as well yeah that's the other thing you you can't pause in theater and i had always wondered like i if i had a theater i would wonder uh-huh. if there's some kind of way you could give controls like to the audience where like if enough people hit the pause button then it'll go ahead and pause it oh <laughs> wow, or something be... <laughs> and you know like like if there's some kind of way to like uh give the audience uh some control in that uh in, in that uh experience mm-hmm. oh wow <laughs> that would be chaos like the movie would take like four hours to get through (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, you know they have everything timed out so they can't they can't do that but um but I think that does you know that does get at the question of um you know how much of the theater going experience Mm -hmm. is um positive versus how much is kind of stuff that uh, ultimately streaming can get rid of and you know are we better off
1: well, so that's actually one of the reasons I love going like opening weekend because you you can usually separate like the people who are very like into something versus the passive moviegoer, mm-hmm. and so if you go opening weekend, you're gonna go see you know a a movie with like the hardcore fans, and um that's that's always the most fun for me even if it's like something that I'm not a big, like a big fan of like um like the Harry Potter movies like I was a pretty passive fan but I would love going opening weekend to be you know with that energy in that room with that crowd yeah you know it it added to the experience where people get all of the inside jokes and um you know sometimes it's like the crowd reaction is the part of the movie i remember the most like um in frozen 2 when the snowman melted and like this woman started like hysterically crying next to me spoiler (laughs) and and then more spoilers like you know he's gonna get remade in like 20 minutes it's a disney movie Uh (laughs) yeah
0: yeah i don't know like i i i guess i don't really care as much about the um kind of audience participation Uh i guess sometimes sometimes it's nice um when there's like a big moment that like actually moves a lot of people and like you know moves them to applause for instance that's amazing like you know it's it's a a lot a lot of times it happens with like these these these, the badass women woman Mm -hmm. moments that they do a lot now in uh movies Uh you know like the woman comes out and she like you know puts the uh the figure of the patriarchy Mm -hmm. in his place you know saying some kind of sassy line Uh and then at that point like the audience is just like you know starts applauding and and wooing and everything Uh Uh, and so like whenever it's that kind of moment that's like tied into something that's um a bit more meaningful than just uh what's going on with that individual character Mm -hmm. but it's almost like um you know a statement on society at large and you have an audience that's uh participating in that you know any kind of like underdog story of you know where we're getting behind this um you know person mm-hmm. uh not just as that character but in terms of what they stand for and what they represent um, that's nice uh the laughing though I, i'm not a big fan of that just in general because like when you when you're laughing at a joke if too many people are laughing then you kind of can't hear what's coming next sometimes. Um, and then also sometimes people laugh at, at random things that aren't that funny uh-huh. or they maybe misinterpret something <laughs> that it's it's not really supposed to be a joke uh-huh. or it's a bit of an awkward moment or yeah. something where you think that it's going to be a joke, and so you're laughing, kind of more of the, you know, the, just to break the tension, mm-hmm. uh, and then that can be uh, a bit
1: of a strange, uh, a strange movie theater experience. I don't know. Like I've I've been to comedies where I've gone like opening weekend, and the crowd's really into it, and laughing and clapping and, and having mm-hmm. a, you know a, a loud time, and then I've seen the movie again, like three weeks later, where the theater is like a quarter full and you know the joke comes out like the joke lands and like n- you know no one really makes a sound and it's a totally different yeah. movie going experience in a negative way
0: yeah i do know so more recently i guess um i like i don't go to the theater to watch a lot of the typical comedy shows like um mm-hmm. I, it's been so long like the hangover and those kind yeah. of things i, I uh-huh. wouldn't go watch like 40 year old version that kind of mm-hmm. that kind of um i love that i would call it, kind of call it college humor uh-huh, stuff yeah. you know like i i, I <laughs> don't uh-huh. go watch it at the theater but um one that i did go watch that was a pretty funny one uh was the uh or the the new jumanji movies uh, oh, and that okay. first one with the rock mm-hmm. we went and watched it in a theater and that was that was a pretty amazing experience everybody it was it was also like um very family friendly too okay, so there yeah. were quite a bit mm-hmm. of kids there and then it was funny moments because there were occasional jokes that were sort of more adult oriented mm-hmm. and um you know, then you have these kids in the audience, and it's funny how they um, are, are are laughing to it. And then I remember—I don't remember what the exact line was, but there was something in the uh, that in the movie that must have made some kind of uh, kind of adult joke or something. Uh-huh. And I remember a little kid after after the laugh, everyone laughed at the joke. The little kid said something to the mom or to his mom or dad, whoever. Uh-huh. Uh, you could just hear the kid say like what's a penis or what's sex or some, or whatever like it was some kind of um you know word that they they didn't know and it was just and then then the audience laughed at that because everybody oh, heard yeah. this kid ask uh-huh. uh you know what what is that <laughs> and so um you know it, it, i guess it makes for you know unique uh experiences uh certainly but um do you have any like uh favorite kind of theater experiences any particular movie that you know you're just so glad you went to the to the movies
1: to watch. Oh, totally. Um, so let's see. Um, spoilers for Kung Fu Panda. I remember at the end of that movie, uh, it was like the big reveal was that, you know, the secret is that there is no secret. Mm -hmm. And then there was there was one kid in the crowd and he goes, Oh, snap. Yeah, like (laughs) during the big reveal. Yeah. And that was like the funniest that was the funniest joke in the entire movie. And it wasn't even in the movie. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of the, um, there's a Seinfeld episode where George, uh, goes to the movies and he, he makes a joke about, and he's watching like the Hindenburg blow Mm -hmm. up and he makes a joke, um, says that's gotta hurt. And people (laughs) laugh. And then, so he like starts going back every night basically to get, to do the same routine Uh so that he can get the joke. But then in (laughs) one night, uh, there's some dude with a laser who's like pointing the laser at the Uh screen. Yeah. and circling things and so everyone's laughing at the the laser guy and then when his line comes up and he says oh that's got to hurt nobody was even paying attention really they were all laughing at the laser guy and so it just kind of came out of nowhere and everyone's oh, like what's fight. with this loser yelling, <laughs> yelling this line out and <laughs> it, was a, it, was, it was a funny <laughs> moment but um, I don't know it's going to be weird like I feel like um, kind of the next generation you know they might be watching an old Seinfeld rerun or something and they'll be like why are people um, you know in, in this theater watching a movie anyway uh you know they might grow up just where streaming (laughs) Uh is commonplace yeah and then i guess that you know for the audience participation aspect do you think that streaming will ever get to some point of um you know obviously they have like live streams and things like that where you have chat rooms and you can send emoticons or emojis around and and there is some audience participation in that regard Uh, but do you think you'll ever crack that where it's a little more like a theater experience um, even like where you're you know watching something on Netflix with you know your mom in another uh, state and um, you're both able to like basically watch watch the same show Mm -hmm. at the same time but also like I don't know video chat each other at the same time so you can hear what uh, you know you're saying about the movie or see your own your, your reactions and things like that do you think there'll ever be some kind of
1: solution for that for streaming i don't know maybe like that's actually a, a great kind of business pitch but like a watch along party kind of a mm-hmm. thing I, I i honestly don't think that you can recreate the the organic theater experience yeah online I, I honestly don't think that you can i think you can attempt to do it i think that actually may be a profitable thing to attempt but i don't think that you can successfully one-to-one create that yeah. kind of an event feel
0: yeah and i guess you know the thing is even if you can't replicate it uh you know one-to-one if you can come up with something that's um still kind of serving the same purpose mm-hmm. uh and i don't know i'm not a, i don't watch a lot of like live streams or you know that people do a lot of um video game streams i guess on twitch and so i do think that there are elements of this um that people really get into uh, for the audience at least that they must enjoy sending these <laughs> emojis out and you know every now and then i'll catch like a live event on youtube that I'm watching just because it's a live event that's important to watch, but then they'll have the chat running alongside. And I always oh, wonder yeah. like, you know, who are these people? Why are they mm-hmm. talking during this? Like, <laughs> who cares? You know, you're, you're basically chatting with strangers right. in a YouTube video uh-huh. and I don't really get the point of it, but apparently a lot of people do engage that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there might be something that I don't know if it's, I don't think anyone's yet cracked it, but there might be some kind of equivalent uh, online equivalent that, uh, Maybe Disney Plus will figure
1: out, or, or Netflix, or someone. Yeah, yeah, that would be kind of cool. Like if it's a closed circuit and it's only like you and your friends, or you and like you know one other person, where you can kind mm. of you know have a shared experience, the shared at the same time watching a, a program or a show or a movie. Yeah, and I
0: and I guess the other option would be you could always just um, you know put a Craigslist ad for a bunch of strangers <laughs> to show up to your your house and <laughs> and uh,
1: watch something with you, uh-huh. and then leave popcorn on the floor as <laughs> yeah
0: make sure uh, spill their coke and make yeah. some make sure this floor is extra sticky exactly yeah yeah you gotta have that
1: <laughs> we want the full experience
0: yeah so I don't know like I, I think I, you just, right now watch parties are pretty popular especially for TV shows like uh, big finales of TV shows mm-hmm. people do you know invite a lot of friends over and watch um, but it is funny how there's a there's a different experience there when you're doing like a, a watch party because um, you can pause it you know you can't oh, yeah. you can't uh-huh. pause it People are talking. It's a bit more of a party than it is a watch party, yeah. you know? like, yes. uh, And sometimes that annoys people, and sometimes yeah. that's what they want. Like some people, they want you to shut up and watch the thing, you know? Uh-huh. And that, that's what you're here for. We're all here to watch this. Uh-huh. Don't ask questions. You know, don't talk about something else. Mm-hmm. And then the other people will be like, I thought this is a party, you know? Like we're, right. we're watching it, but that's just on in the background. Well, exactly. you know, it's an excuse for us to come together. And right. so um, they're like having, trying to carry on a normal party. Mm -hmm. Uh, so i guess that really just depends on your own um your own group of friends there
1: yeah that's true that's like the super bowl i I always feel bad for the people who who like really want to sit down and watch the game and like (laughs) because everyone else else is there for a good time
0: yeah so like nobody nobody wants to watch uh the 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 game we're all here for the commercials yeah (laughs) just tell us when the commercials are are on Uh uh-huh yeah
1: oh yeah yeah i was cleaning the chimney we have no chimney
0: I guess now is a good time for a quick ad break, or it would be if we had any advertisers. We do have a Patreon, though. You want to tell the listeners about that? Sure. So
1: it's Patreon.com/slash W U T R, pronounced Water. Exactly, but it's spelled W U T R. Water. Anyway. People who like our show, they can go to Patreon and support the show. If you donate $3 a month, you'll get a call out in our end credits. And for $10 a month, you'll get the credits call out and access to our monthly Q&A live streams.
0: Very cool. And with that support, we can hopefully make the podcast a lot better. The audience has been growing, so we really need to upgrade to some professional equipment. And hire a professional editor. Yeah, definitely. I guess that's it for the ad for now please check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash water. W-U-T-R. And support the show if you enjoy listening each week. Now let's get back to whatever we were talking about.
1: Say the magic words, Fat Gandalf.
0: But the one thing I was surprised about with the Mulan announcement was the $30. it seems mm-hmm. high, um, but then you know I've never been much of an on-demand type person anyway. Like those prices always seem high to me. Like it's yeah. four dollars I think to rent something on Amazon usually, mm-hmm. and and that seems ridiculous to me. Uh, of course, I guess it's it's fairly in line with um, what you would expect to pay at like a you know video store rental mm-hmm. back in the day. Uh, I I remember we had in my hometown, we had I think two dollar new releases. So for two dollars wow. you could rent. A new release and uh-huh. then 50 cents uh was for like a lot of the old classics uh-huh. and of course you know that was a small town it was also a locally owned shop so okay. i'm sure that like the larger chains probably you know, had higher price points and then that was also mm-hmm. you know the, the 90s um so i don't know like four dollars um in 20 2020 is probably mm-hmm. pretty similar to two dollars in you know 1995 oh, yeah. so i don't think it's ridiculous to to charge $4 to rent a movie mm-hmm. but at the same time i just i can't bring myself to do it yeah <laughs> yeah
1: it's uh it's stuff the thing like with, with the 29.99 is like if it's if you're selling this to like a family like mm-hmm. you know if mm-hmm. if it's just one person watching it then yeah the 29.99 is kind of a um a steep price but if it's like a family of 4 that was going to go to the theaters and going to yeah. go you know that's if it's four tickets Plus, you know, concessions—you just saved like thirty bucks. Yeah, so it's it's cheaper for your night out at the theater. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what they're kind of basing their price point at, um, because I mean, that is, or that was supposed to be a theatrical release, Um, and then if you have multiple people watching it, um, you're kind of getting, and also um, a lot of these big blockbusters make a lot of money on uh, repeat viewing, you know people who go yeah. see movies like three, four or five times. So with something like this, you can see Mulan as many times as you want. So, um, that's kind of factored in there a little bit too yeah so like since you probably spent
0: um, you know 60 or 80 (laughs) dollars watching Civil War yeah Captain America Civil War it's trying to watch it so many times uh, Uh it would have been cheaper if you just spent your 30 dollars and unlocked it on on Disney Plus I suppose but it wouldn't have been the same (laughs) the only downside I guess or for for Disney I would say is that Uh they don't have a slate of movies to test this with Uh like basically Mulan's gonna be their only go at it and then they only have the one shot for this price point Right. Um, but it would be nice if they had, you know, a few different options, different kinds of movies, and different price points that they could work with and see sort of where the sweet yeah. spot is. Well, so the
1: thing is that they're 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 being like very diplomatic about this because, um, like, the theater chains, like AMC Regal, they don't want this mm-hmm. at all. You know, this is cutting into their business. Yeah. Uh, Bob Chapik, the uh, CEO of, of Disney, has said that you know Mulan is a one off. Yeah, this is the only time we're doing this. It's because of mm-hmm. extenuating circumstances. Don't get mad at us. Yeah.
0: And I'm sure if there's anyone you can trust, it's
1: um, Disney. <laughs> yeah. Because they've also spent like a lot of money in piloting this new thing. So they've they've yeah. put, you know, a lot of money into the te- the technology of, of like uh, allowing you to upsell within Disney Plus a whole new feature within their streaming service. You know, if it's successful, it's not going to be a one-off.
0: Yeah. I, I can't imagine this actually being a one-off. And then mm-hmm. also just with, um, I forget who signed the deal, but amc apparently signed a deal with um, right. someone about okay with universal mm-hmm. and then some other theaters are obviously mad about that but the truth is I, I i don't think i don't think theaters have any um you know bargaining chips here even though i do think a lot of people like going to theaters and will go to theaters mm-hmm. i feel like there's enough money to be made um streaming with the people who yeah. uh, are fine with that especially when you consider there's no cut to the theater owners uh that's pure profit basically it's just an impossible uh, situation because why would you? Why I feel like if you were Disney, certainly mm-hmm. if you were Disney and, and Universal, who have their own streaming uh, services, mm-hmm. why would you even want theaters to survive? You know, you would be looking at this like um, you know theaters are, are obsolete. Mm-hmm. We don't care if you show our stuff or not. You know, you you probably want to because otherwise, you know, nobody's going to be going to the theater if they don't have access to Jurassic World and um, uh, you know the Avengers and all of that. Mm-hmm. So you know, good luck theaters surviving when all they have are indie films (laughs) to show in the first place Um, but at the same time like you know if if theaters are there or if they're not there they can still make the money directly Um, I guess we'll see if that's true once Mulan launches but um, I can't imagine them this not being profitable just because of how there's no there's no real cost to them anymore and there's no profit sharing Mm -hmm. so you know it's just money going straight to them and and then also just the because of how accessible it is i feel that's the other thing is that theaters Mm -hmm. here in new york especially are often packed but i think if you were to look around the world or around the country more rural areas Mm -hmm. it's probably less packed um generally just because there's not enough people to support it and yeah. uh, you know not everybody can afford to to go to the theater and spend that money and then also the hassle of it all you know you actually driving out there and actually especially mm-hmm. if you have family uh, and you know you got to get all your family together and, and take them out to the movies mm-hmm. um, so streaming is just is, it's just really easy um, even if you know it's less special it's just it's so easy that basically every day you could watch a movie streaming you know you get home from work and you can mm-hmm. put on a put on a movie uh, whereas the you know going to the movies, that's maybe a once in a month mm-hmm. uh, outing at most for probably the average American.
1: Yeah, that's true. Like New York City is the biggest um, movie going market in the country, but I think that to to counter to counter that argument, I think the studios also benefit from the theater model because they're able to sell you the same product like four times like you know they can sell you the the same product in the theaters and then downstream they can sell it to you on premium video Mm -hmm. on demand or on like dvd blu-ray uh and then they can sell it to you on on streaming and they can sell it to you like on cable through through ad revenue so i think that you know there's there's just the the ability to sell you the same product several times um it has been very profitable for them
0: i do think though one one thing that's um probably a game changer In terms of someone's decision, uh, theater versus streaming, Mm -hmm. is their own home theater setup, and I guess you know it's gonna it's gonna be a bigger benefit to the people who have uh, have invested in that, uh, or even have the money to. Mm -hmm. So you know, obviously, um, probably like poorer families are not gonna have the best television and audio equipment and everything, Mm -hmm. and even just the space, you know, like um, that's part of it too. Especially if you want to have people over, you know, if you just have a small TV where you have a recliner and you watch your, you know, football game every night. It might be hard to have a movie experience there yeah if you have a 75 inch television mm-hmm. then um you know maybe you have a much better experience watching something uh online
1: or if you're like 22 and watching tv on your on your laptop or, <laughs> yeah, or your yeah, phone you know,
0: your college kid yeah you know, just watching it on your phone on the subway <laughs> Yeah. um yeah so I, I that's the other thing is like it's gonna it's i i know there are already directors who um you know are so uh specific about how mm-hmm. their movies are to be viewed mm-hmm. where they give specific uh instructions to the theaters of you know this is these are the settings for the curtains and the and everything mm-hmm. and then now the on-demand streaming uh format just throws all that out the window because you don't know how people are going to watch it what device they're going to be watching it on mm-hmm. True. And so that's, that's going to change it quite a bit. But I, I don't know. I'm not one who can watch movies on a cell phone yeah, or even yeah. a laptop. Yeah. But I certainly see people on the subway doing it all the time. And with you know big movies. Like I saw someone watching, um, uh, which is the one with Bane. Uh, the Dark Knight Rises. Right. Yeah. I saw somebody. Um, not. I guess soon. Soon after that had come out on DVD or, or streaming or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody was watching it on their on their cell phone. Oh man. On uh, the subway. Hopefully, it wasn't the and first time. I don't know. Maybe maybe it was a you know maybe it was a repeat viewing or something. Uh-huh. But if that was their first time, I, I'm sure there are people like that who, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're like, oh, I gotta gotta finally watch this movie, uh-huh. and they just do it on their their commute. Oh yeah. And for me, who I, I do like going to the theater, but at the same time, I feel like I could have a comparable experience at home even though you know mm-hmm. it's, it's different but in terms of enjoyment I think it would still be uh, on that kind of same level like I don't I don't need the audience um, but I do want, you know, to see a movie as soon as possible. I do want to have a nice uh, big screen to view it on. I think the only thing is, that obviously, you know, we go and watch a lot of movies uh, when they come out. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you'd you'd have to come over here, I guess, and and catch a movie with me so we could uh, talk about (laughs) it afterwards. Oh, right, yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, And it's funny you mentioned like a Christopher Nolan movie because he's one of the directors that's like very adamant about the theater experience. Um, like mm-hmm. Warner Brothers was kind of begging for a simultaneous in theater and uh, digital release, but they they gave to to Christopher Nolan and gave him the theatrical release he wanted. Um, yeah. But one one interesting thing that came out of that Universal uh, AMC deal that you mentioned earlier was that they shortened the theatrical window. So what that is is the um, the uh, the amount of time between. Uh, when a movie is released in theaters and when it's allowed to be um, sold via uh, PVOD. Uh, It used to be like 75 days and now they've shortened it to 17 days. So, and it must include three weekends. So um, Mm. for for new movies coming out, so like new AMC movie, uh, sorry, new universal movies coming out, the deal with AMC is that they must be shown in theaters for minimum 17 days. inclusive of three weekends and after that you can release this the same movie on digital you know it's really
0: the in this case uh the studio is getting their cake and eating it too because (laughs) the only people that really benefit from uh you know the long term in theaters are Mm -hmm. the theaters themselves right uh and everyone who wants to see you know in game or star wars or whatever they go watch it in the first two weeks at least yeah so um if you haven't seen a movie in theaters at that point you you weren't really that interested in it True. and so by having it have to stay uh, a long time what you are doing is that whenever somebody's out on a friday night uh, and there's nothing nothing else to watch that they haven't seen already then they end up just going to some random uh movie mm-hmm. and of course it benefits the theater uh, that they do that um, but now the movies uh, the movie studios they get to have the big blockbuster opening weekends uh, mm-hmm. at theaters, where they you yeah. have a huge box office, and then after that they just you know pull them and they put them on their streaming service, and they they immediately cut out the middleman uh, soon after. You know it kind of sucks for the theaters, um, but at the same time, like I said, I don't think they're in a good bargaining position, and so my view of it is AMC sees the writing on the wall, and mm-hmm. they just want to they want to get a, a a deal that keeps them relevant um versus um you know one that that is basically uh at the entire discretion of the studios so at least you know now they get they get some time versus uh the other option of just basically getting having to put up with whatever Mm -hmm. um the studios offer them
1: yeah and like that 17 days like the movie can run for longer than 17 days but Mm -hmm. at the 17 day mark like the studio has the option of releasing it, of putting digital. it on streaming as well. Yeah,
0: yeah. So that I mean, that's that's good though, because in in a way, and that's why I feel like AMC, you know, took the deal because ultimately, like they see the writing on the wall. Like right, right. like if you go out to the theater right now and there's nothing, like you might watch Sonic the Hedgehog or something, you know. And if it's if it's there, then fine. But the other side of it is that you know. This will all be available online if you want to watch it too. Mm-hmm. But people still will be going out to the theaters um, just because that's the that one, you know, once things to return to normal, mm-hmm. just because that's what people do on a Friday, you know, or they right. go to the theater. A lot of times people go um, without knowing what they're going to watch. You know, they show up there and they just look at what's available oh, yeah. and they say, okay, that. Especially mm-hmm. people, I think, who have kids, you know, they just take their kids. And then say, okay, kids, what do you want to watch?
1: Oh, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I think we used to do that when we were young. We just go there and be like, oh, so what's 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 on right now? Yeah,
0: <laughs> I think the biggest uh, thing for me that it's going to do away with is the the double features, um, which I guess uh-huh. started more as a kind of a cost saving things. Um, uh-huh. you know, I, I guess you and I, we would get a double feature. Uh, a lot too, but for me, it's mostly about you know the, the hassle of going into the city oh, yeah. in the first place. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to, I, I don't want to go in and just watch one movie and then leave. Like I want to get the make the most of the trip. Right. And then the other thing too is that ticket prices have just had gotten so out of out of out of hand lately that you know like it's thirty dollars pretty much for a movie ticket these days. Mm-hmm. um So a lot of times like I would just I I don't care like I'm not gonna pay uh, sixty dollars to watch. Two movies, like I'll pay thirty dollars to watch two movies. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's fair, so I'll say I'll buy one ticket, and I'll watch two movies. Uh, <laughs> of course, you know, sneaking in, sneaking into one of the movies. But to me, it makes the um, the cost m- more reasonable, and uh-huh. so then I can justify the the, the cost in, in the in the first uh, instance. And then the other thing too, when I have the opportunity. I like to actually buy the ticket from a studio uh, film that's more of an independent one mm-hmm. rather than the blockbuster. So if I can avoid paying Disney to watch a Disney movie, then I'll do that. I'll buy the ticket for you know a non-Disney movie, and then I'll sneak into the Disney movie mm-hmm. if I can you know work it out that way. A lot of times you don't have the option. It's basically you have to buy a Disney movie ticket because that's all
1: that's showing. <laughs> right. That's one thing I'm curious about. Like, like AMC is in such like financial strength right now. Mm-hmm. I was always curious like why a studio didn't. By amc
0: my understanding is and i i guess it's changed possibly lately but my understanding is that the movie studios aren't allowed to own theaters oh um there's some kind of legal rule against it but i believe that was appealed or, or excuse me repealed mm-hmm. um although i don't know if it was an exact rule or if it was more like just of a a, a guideline or something to say like you know, whoever it is, um, the FCC or whoever, I mm-hmm. uh, was like, don't buy a theater because if you do, we're going to, you know, have to break you up. Oh, I you know, see. An antitrust violation or something. Okay. I don't know if it was a hard line rule to say, you know, for sure you can't own it. I think it was more just, you know, if you do this, you know, we're going to have to take action. So don't, don't do it. And I they see. pretty much all agreed to it. But I think lately um, the FCC or whoever it is sort of relaxed that guideline um, because I remember seeing some, some headlines about it so mm-hmm. so now the idea is that like disney could buy amc uh the question is i don't, I don't know if they would want to just because I, I think most people are seeing that the theater industry is not is just probably not a big money maker these days
1: mm-hmm. yeah i mean like disney took on a lot of debt with that the, the fox acquisition yeah and they really haven't had enough time to kind of recoup that money um because the pandemic pandemic hit like about a year year and a half after yeah. that deal was done. so they don't really have the yeah. the money. of course to do it. and
0: that's the thing too is if, if anyone could do it, it's probably Disney like I'm sure right. Universal and these other places wouldn't mind having a theater. Mm-hmm. but I just feel like it wouldn't be very profitable just because you know they might still make some money. And maybe it makes them a little bit, but it just probably is not worth the headache of buying it mm-hmm. and running it in the first place, just because theaters aren't huge money makers anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other side of it, though, for Disney, I think they're sort of in a better position where they could do that because one, they're Disney; they own so much media anyway. It would be uh, kind of a volume game that would work in on their in their behalf uh, better. Uh, but also mm-hmm. with their experience with um, like Disneyland type stuff. Oh, where yeah. they could basically kind of make miniature <laughs> Disneyland's out of every theater. Yeah. So the idea of going to a Disney theater is no longer like going to a regular movie theater. It's itself an, an attraction of some kind. Wow. Uh, yeah, where, you know, you have, it, rather than, you know, ushers, you have, uh, you know, Disney princess there. Or uh-huh. You have these, like, Disney characters. Uh, That'd be cool. I guess the Disney princesses <laughs> wouldn't be picking up popcorn and stuff. But uh-huh. you could have, like... Um, I don't know the, um,
1: the seventh dwarfs
0: yeah some of the minions <laughs> or something of not the not the DreamWorks minions but you know uh-huh. the you know minions from other disney uh films uh-huh. uh could be uh they doing something it, yeah to dress up like uh the 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 uh, agrabah guards or whoever mm-hmm. you know like those guys the the cannon fodder of disney movies oh yeah totally that would be awesome actually yeah but then you could still have a disney princess there ready to uh-huh. you know sell you a ticket or something or yeah. just you know hanging out signing autographs or taking pictures or whatever it is disney princesses do
1: Uh i think that's a great idea actually like that what you just described like i want to go there that sounds awesome
0: yeah i'm sure like that's the only thing but on the the other side of it too obviously there's there's the um antitrust violations and (laughs) side of things there yeah as cool as it would be (laughs) as an experience like Uh i would rather live in a world where disney sort of didn't own everything than the world where Disney
1: does own everything, Uh, which is where we're moving. Yeah. I heard that Netflix was trying to buy a a couple like small theaters like in New York and LA, Mm -hmm. not like a chain, but like just a few movie houses. Sort of like how Amazon does with bookstores. Yeah. No, but but for a purpose to like screen some of their, um, Uh some of their films for awards contention.
0: Yeah. I I think, you know, it probably will happen because I I had seen some headlines about that that rule's not in place Mm -hmm. anymore. It'll probably depend a lot on the election and things moving forward because, obviously, like you know, you have the Republicans and the Republican Party very um, pro-business; they're fine with conglomerates and all of that. Democrats maybe a little less so, uh, but certainly that progressive element, like you got the Bernie Sanders and the Ocasio Cortezes Mm -hmm. within the Democratic Party, that are really, you know, they they wouldn't even stand for Disney existing as it does today. So, if for some reason they get enough power uh, in the next few years uh then that stuff would probably be pretty unlikely but like you know joe biden he's mm-hmm. he's you're you're fairly centrist democrat that's not gonna right. you know he's not gonna bring the hammer down on on disney mm-hmm. right right but he might you know stop them from owning theaters so i guess we'll just have to see where things go
1: mm-hmm. yeah and i haven't really heard too much chatter about like a studio actually buying a theater chain i was just curious like yeah i don't think anyone's made the move yet yeah but if they're trying to like streamline the model with like having their own you know streaming service and kind of owning the product end to end and there's the distribution channel yeah why owning a theater chain didn't come up was something i was curious about yeah
0: i and i think i think that's just it is just it's just because of the the, mm-hmm. the guideline or rule or whatever against it yeah but also too like i said it's just not as profitable and i think streaming is priority for them because they figure that's something that they can eat more easily control and have ownership of, mm-hmm. and you know if if they ever do get to the point of owning theaters, I see that as more as like a you know phase two. First, let's get the streaming distribution figured out and the video on demand, mm-hmm. and then after that, they can bring on some. Uh,
1: you know some some theaters in-person theaters if they need to do you think like that the paid model it like the 29.99 is going to like one day apply to like popular shows like what if they started charging you you know two dollars for every marvel show that came out
0: yeah see that now that's what's interesting though about this whole thing is that for me um you know i watch a lot of streaming already and tv shows are huge Mm -hmm. and they seem bigger bigger budgets and bigger better quality in a lot of cases than your average movie now like this is you know, hours and hours and hours for a season, right. whereas a movie is is literally just you know the two hours, uh, mm-hmm. if that that somebody puts together, and then it's done. And so you have just so much time invested in watching this TV show, mm-hmm. and also on the other end of producing it. Um, and they've become very, you know, kind of glamorous these days. You know, everyone loves uh, Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones until it, you know, shat the bed. But um, <laughs> they they get this huge uh, mass appeal in a uh-huh. way that a lot of movies either don't unless you're like, um, you know, the Avengers or something. Uh, so I'm surprised that, um, you know, movies are still kind of the, the point of contention for Streaming of of mm-hmm. this and that, nobody's sort of done that yet with TV shows. Like, why not release a TV
1: show and mm-hmm. charge for it? Yeah. Especially like when it's something that's very popular or that you know is going to be popular or you know is going to drive traffic. Like, for me, yeah. like, I'm waiting for the Marvel shows to start before getting my uh, Disney Plus subscription. So, and if they said, oh, it's going to be $2 per episode, I'd be like, fine, there's oh, $2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if they ever do, um, Uh, a
0: lizzie mcguire reboot or something then maybe they can charge for that and see how it goes i
1: I think they are yeah
0: oh yeah (laughs) well there you go that's the
1: one with hillary duff right yeah
0: i'm surprised i wish she did more Uh, i would never watched lizzie mcguire so i don't really know what that Uh, is all about but i've seen her in a few in a few movies afterwards and and she's really good um so i'm not really sure you know why she's not more Mm -hmm. well known because i thought lizzie mcguire was a huge thing yeah it was probably before my time but it seems like uh younger people (laughs) all watch that but i guess we'll have to see um you know what they do about charging for content but um for me i guess you know netflix and i have amazon but only as an accident i guess because i have amazon prime and i guess it like comes with it automatically Mm -hmm. so i haven't done any like add-ons on top of that but like i said you know for four dollars i wouldn't rent a movie on amazon i don't know like i I would be resistant to spending money which i guess brings us to another point um do you think piracy is gonna come back uh
1: huge to the forefront because of this that's the other issue like once it's online you know you can't control it like when it's in a movie theater Mm -hmm. you know you can kind of like there's a there's a huge difference between a pirated you know someone sneaking a camera into a movie theater and pirating it that way versus a digital rip yeah like you know it's two different worlds so like that's that's the other um argument for theaters uh is that you know once it's on digital you know it's a whole new world
0: yeah it keeps it keeps it out of the hands of pirates for a while and then they can make all their money off Mm -hmm. of it but um but now once you go mulan streaming like you know one person's gonna pay 30 (laughs) dollars, and then it's gonna be online immediately for free for all who wants it Uh so um yeah i guess it'll be interesting to see you know the effect there Mm -hmm. but i do think that's probably gonna we're gonna run into that situation with if this becomes kind of the norm like if you are charging it's kind of like me with um you know the $25 20, 25 twenty-five dollar movie ticket price. Mm-hmm. I'll pay twenty-five dollars to go watch a movie, but yeah. I'm going to sneak into a second movie mm-hmm. because I don't think twenty-five. I don't think any movie is worth twenty-five dollars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, same with the pir- <laughs> piracy, where you might have a Disney Plus subscription and maybe you pay thirty dollars for Mulan, but then you're not going to pay you know another I don't know ten dollars for uh, a Marvel series and then another fifteen dollars for some other movie, and you know um, you're not going to keep shelling out all this money. Just for for additional stuff. Mm-hmm. So I I feel like for the people who know how to pirate, um, they're just gonna just gonna go that route, even if they still have uh, the subscription. Um, so you know you'll still be giving some money to these studios, um, just just not as
1: much as you should, I guess, because you'd rather break the law. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose that's true. Um, but nothing will compare to, like, that theater experience. Like, when you're in the theater and, and Captain America picks up Thor's hammer and the crowd goes wild. Yeah. Like, you know?
0: Yeah, so I just don't know when that theater experience is going to come back. What do you think will be the first um, first movie that the two of us go and see again in theaters?
1: Um, Maybe Black Widow or The Eternals. Maybe. Probably not Tenet, though. Not Tenet. No, not Tenet. The next movie I will see in theaters will be Black Widow. Whenever it comes out, that's yeah. what I've decided. That's when I'm going back to theaters. Yeah. So when it when
0: it when it's safe enough for Black Widow, then it's it's safe enough for Nikhil to venture outside of his home. Yes.
1: Exactly. Just just <laughs> uh, just wear a mask and go watch uh, Black Widow. Yeah. Because I don't know if it's coming out in November. I I we'll see what happens with we'll see how Mulan does. Honestly, if Mulan does really yeah. well, uh, that's what I was going to say. So, um, someone did the math on this. And there are I think sixty million Disney Plus subscribers. And if a quarter of those purchases Mulan. So and, and you also have to remember that like people who subscribe to Disney Plus are, are you know, the, the people who are most likely to actually buy, you know, buy Mulan or are interested in that and fall under like, you know, the same demographic group. Yeah. Um, so if you have a quarter of those buying it, you know, then Mulan will be profitable it'll be like the equivalent of like 400 million an 800 million dollar box office which disney would get 400 million of so that's that's kind of like the mark if they can get 25 percent of the people who already subscribe to disney plus to buy this product uh it'll be a huge success if they
0: get 40 percent, then there's probably never going to be a movie in theaters ever again <laughs> no 25 percent. no that's what i'm saying and i'm saying if, if they get 40 oh. percent, <laughs> oh i see what you're then saying disney's just gonna say okay well we're, we're this uh, is the new future yeah maybe and then uh black widow will not come out in theaters maybe because but- disney will want all the money yeah it could be i feel like at this point we should just go ahead and just you know maybe skip to that point let's just just give disney all our money <laughs> and then they can just just everything will be free like, just have our paychecks direct deposit into Disney's account. Yeah. Disney can just own everything. Yep. It'll be like a Wally, you know? Like yes. Just <laughs> just keep us fat and fed and uh, watching movies, and Disney can own the Earth. True. They'll re- rebrand it, I guess. <laughs> Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> Disney World. <laughs> that's why they named it that, yeah. They knew they knew what they wanted from the beginning.
1: It was an Easter egg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um but I also think there's like something to to the uh, novelty of it you know when um when troll's world tour came out uh and it that was the first that was the first theatrical movie to go straight to digital it was huge it made like ninety million dollars in its in its you know office streaming in its in its uh first three days which like who knows even if it went to theaters if it would have made 90 million dollars which is a very good opening for a movie like that so it was this big splash and everyone started talking oh is everything gonna go straight to digital and then uh the second movie to do it was i believe uh scoob like the scooby-doo movie from warner brothers Mm -hmm. and warner brothers has been like pin drop silent about the uh the revenue for that so this probably means that it didn't do very well
0: that's just yeah because they don't they don't want the embarrassment of of <laughs> having the scooby-doo property completely yeah. decimated by trolls <laughs> yeah yes, trolls like true. set the bar and then scooby-doo who's you know been around forever uh-huh. yeah can't hold a candle to that
1: that's true and i saw the trailer for, for scooby it looked actually pretty good
0: yeah i imagine it was decent but like i'm not gonna watch a, an animated scooby-doo yeah. movie I mean, I'm not even going to watch a live-action one at this point. Like, Scooby-Doo, I think, is uh, run
1: its course. Yeah, but will you see it in theaters?
0: Oh, definitely not. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I did see Cats, though, in theaters. So if it was a double feature that I don't have to pay for, oh, then, was then that? maybe. But Oh, Cats was horrible. Um, oh. But I don't think I paid for Cats. I don't remember which one. I think we bought a ticket for Ad Astra. Oh, I, um, I
1: took a good nap during that. Actually,
0: movie. no, that was that was probably Star Wars. That was probably the Star Wars day. Um, oh. Actually, that might have been triple feature day for us. I don't know, but mm-hmm. um, we we did one. I think for Cats, we uh, also at this point we had the AMC um, A list thing, so it's yeah. unlimited movies. Uh-huh. And so yeah. I think what we ended up doing was um, watching our three movies of the week all on one day, and one of them was mm-hmm. Cats, and then the other, the the one we ended on was uh, the Star Wars movie. Uh, I okay. guess that was Episode Nine, and then uh, uh-huh. yeah, the Cats was was. a a terrible terrible thing
1: i i I saw Ed astra and i went with a friend and like no like i I let her pick the seats and she picked like the front row and it Mm -hmm. was horrible and then (laughs) um like so like you had to like lean all the way back in your in the recliner seat to like just to see the full screen yeah and then there was this do you remember in the movie there was like 20 minutes where he he's out in space and it's just silent like it's dead silent i took a really good nap (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> nice I, mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't i didn't see the appeal of that movie at all um yeah. but i do wonder why uh, maybe this is a good case for streaming but um why the hell do they even have a first row at movie theaters i, I don't understand I don't know. That. just just yeah, pull I don't that row that out either. because um it, it's it doesn't work for anyone i can't imagine anyone right. um, finding enjoyment in that and, and <laughs> i can just imagine the theaters <laughs> who you know, the theater i mean the directors who uh you know they They care so much about how you see their movie and the theater follows the instructions and does everything right, but the people sitting in the first row have this completely slanted perspective (laughs) of it and it's just so ridiculous. Uh Like I'd like to see um, a director create a movie specifically for the front row sometime oh that'd be cool and then <laughs> tell the theater as part of our instructions you can only see people in the front uh-huh. row <laughs> this movie has to be <laughs> viewed in the front row oh yeah that's the movie going experience that we
1: need mm-hmm. they'll make this like make less seats or make the theater bigger so you can have more rows in the back
0: <laughs> gotta do something just just make it wider so everything is the front row <laughs>
1: yeah that's <laughs> very funny i saw um the third matrix uh this was when imax was like kind of new and this was before they had reserved seating and so we went to see um the, the third matrix movie in imax and we got there and it was full so the only th- seats we had were like in the front row in the corner and yeah. uh you you know you can't see the entire screen when you're up that close in imax so i remember like having to like keep moving my head throughout the entire movie just to see you know get what was going on yeah at least you get a workout (laughs) yeah Uh, that's the other thing i think the theaters kind of have to to work to kind of um uh, improve like the theater going experience if they want to like bring people back and also like charge as much as they do
0: yeah that's why i like the a-list um thing because i felt like i could do a double feature all the time and (laughs) yeah make it make it worth the trip That's true and then because of the way the AMC had their like points program every now and then I would get like a free popcorn or something I'd oh, get enough yeah. points for like that's a free popcorn funny. or soda. And like, I'm not going to spend, you know, $6 for, for a soda normally, but if I have, mm-hmm. if I have these points that, you know, I can't do anything else with then I might as well. Uh, but usually I'll just sneak in some M&Ms and that's good enough.
1: I, I like that program too. And then if you see like, what is it? 12 movies a year, which you and I definitely do. Um, it, it's worth the money.
0: Yeah, that's how I did the math was it was basically the the price of watching one movie a month. Mm-hmm. So, I figure out I'll, I'll at least watch one movie a month. Yeah.
1: We, we we probably watch at least 12 just in the summer in a in a normal summer.
0: Yeah, especially when you do the double features, we'll watch we'll knock them out pretty quick. What was the last movie you saw in movie theaters before they shut down? Um probably Cats <laughs> oh my god or no, you probably Star go Wars out. it was probably literally Star Wars but I think yeah because that was in December right that was uh, Star Wars came out in Star December Star Wars yeah Cats and mm-hmm. Star Wars was all that I don't know because then after that I went to New Mexico in February okay and I don't know if I watched anything in January um, I might have but I don't know I'm not sure what was out in January
1: Bad Boys was like the big release oh,
0: yeah I, I wanted to go watch that but I never did I think yeah same I, here also never did th- no i was gonna say gemini man but i guess that was the year before um, yeah that
1: was last yeah it was the
0: previous year kind of glad i didn't actually end up watching that i wanted to go watch that uh-huh. just because you know it's, it's will smith might as well yeah but um it seemed like it'd be a good theater movie but mm-hmm. um i never was able to make it work and then i watched it at home finally mm-hmm. and it was just it was so terrible oh no <laughs> yeah so kind of glad that i didn't see that one in theaters it would have uh-huh. been a, a difficult experience but um uh, yeah probably my last one was um
1: i would say cats and star wars okay i think star wars was the last one for me too because i don't think i went in january i was gonna go see uh either bad boys 3 or um do oh yeah <laughs> do <Dolittle. laughs> um, i'm yeah. glad that movie came out when it did because it totally bombed and it's like oh yeah, you know Robert what Tony no Jr. i did
0: i uh, so the last movie i saw in theaters it was uh-huh. sonic the hedgehog um, oh, because okay. i went to new mexico February. And so my grandma, when I was growing up, uh, I would often spend uh, Sundays with my grandma and we would Mm -hmm. usually go to that movie place that I mentioned, the hometown rental place, and we would rent a movie and we would watch it at her at her house. Uh, And then every now and then, if there was something good showing at the theater, we would go and watch a movie in in the theater. And so my grandma basically only watched movies with me like she didn't wouldn't go to the movies on her own and there was nobody else taking her out to the movies. Uh, yeah. She wasn't somebody who would go watch movies. And so it was more of a thing that I would do with her. And then obviously okay. I've been here in New York for a long time, so I don't see her as often. And so when we <laughs> went back uh, for for that trip, I decided to you know take her out to the movies. Like we used to go uh, when, when I was younger. <laughs> and Sonic the Hedgehog was playing, which is like the perfect movie for my grandma because every time we oh. would go to the movie uh, rental store, I, we would, I would go through trying to find something good that I would want to watch. And then my uh-huh. grandma would be looking at covers and she would always pick out any anything that had an animal on the front if it was a person <laughs> and an animal like Dunst, Dunstan yeah. checks in or uh, uh, yeah, monkey well, trouble be... or, or whatever if there's <laughs> usually a monkey especially but if there was an yeah. animal on the cover and um, you know a human then she would always want to watch that um, so then Sonic the Hedgehog you know came out and I thought okay this is perfect you know she doesn't know anything about the game she she doesn't know anything mm-hmm. about that but I figured you know this is just gonna be a fun uh, fun, silly kind of uh, family-friendly movie, and I think she really enjoyed it a lot. Uh, but it was that's funny awesome. that she um, she said that the um, that the blue cat was cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, she just didn't know that Sonic the Hedgehog is a hedgehog, but um, but she still enjoyed it. That's pretty really great. See, that's
1: the thing you can't do that with a streaming service. You know, like Sunday afternoons at the movies with your grandma. You can't, re- you can't, re- you can't uh, replace that with a Netflix or a Disney Plus. Yeah, you can't, you can't take say. her out
0: to watch to watch a Blue Cat. Exactly. <laughs> well, look at that! You made it to the end of this week's episode. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or whatever you listen to podcasts on. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook at WUTR Podcast. If you like the show and want to support it, check out our Patreon at patreon.com
1: WUTR. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for more superhero stuff.